Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. And as always, thank you for listening. So with everything that's going on in the world, the uh, podcasts have been blowing up. Uh, YouTube's been blowing up. you got a whole lot of end-stage prophecy things going on. And, uh, man, there's people making predictions right and left. Now, I think I've mentioned before that... uh, when things get crazy, especially when it's a global situation, when things get crazy, people get apocalyptic. Uh, happened in World War One, Civil War. That's not worldwide, but World War One, World War Two, and people were very concerned, very concerned, and they should have been. Not suggesting that they shouldn't have been. But let me let me mention that a lot of podcasts pull information, and they're they're pulling a revelation out of Isaiah, out of Daniel, especially a lot of very cryptic stuff. Where I tend to go for my eschatology, in other words, how I look at the end times, is really the Gospels. Specifically, let's look at Matthew 24, chapter 24. Now, some of the signs, this is Jesus talking. Love to take instruction from the Lord, all right? Now, starting in verse 13, Three, this passage, uh, this passage starts this way. As he, Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, He said, see that no one leads you astray. Now, I'm going to stop there. Why am I going to stop there for a moment? Because this is the first sentence Jesus utters to his disciples. And by the way, it doesn't say apostles. It doesn't say the twelve. It says disciples. Jesus had more disciples than just the twelve. He had a bunch more than that. Okay, Men and women. Now, here's the thing. He says, see that no one leads you astray. Why would Jesus say that? Why would the Lord say that? You know why the Lord say that? Because somebody's going to try it. (laughs) And he knew that. Now, I'm going to continue. 24, verse 5. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and... And rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed. 
for these things must take place, but the end is not yet. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Now, and you will hear of wars and rumors of Have we heard of wars? Let me think. Let me think. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, 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 I chuckle to keep from crying because it's, 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 I mean, yes. Rumors of wars, oh, yes. Now, from that perspective, I'll say that what's going on over in Europe with the Ukraine, that qualifies as part of this. It's a war, okay? Rumors of war? Well, you know, there's been some stuff in Asia going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would pretty much qualify as a rumor of war. Does that fall does that fall into this prophecy? Yes, I do believe. But look at the second half. See that you're not alarmed, for this thing must take place, but the end is not yet. Now here's where Jesus gets into some stuff and this is a little scary. It says, For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. We had that? Oh, yeah. I do believe. Didn't we have just a volcanic eruption in uh, off the coast of a small island? Was that Tongo? Yeah, not too long ago. Now, verse 24, 8. <clears throat> All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Okay, so... So now Jesus is going into a metaphor, and this metaphor is pregnancy. And he's saying, this labor is going to, you know, this is just the start. Now, here's the thing. Do we know how long the labor is going to last? Some people can be in labor for a day or so. Some people, it's really quick. We don't know. We don't know. But, it says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away, and one betray another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray because lawlessness will increase and the love of many will grow cold. But this, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the world as a testimony to the nations and then the end will come. Now, Here's some things. Uh, here's some things that we can look at, and that would be uh, have Christians been delivered up to tribulation and put to death? Absolutely. You know, the voice of the martyrs will tell you that straight up. Uh, you'll be hated by all nations for for my name's sake. Are there people that are really down on Christians? <laughs> Believers in Jesus. 
Yes. Now, I have one friend that says, you know, this falling away seems to be something that's happening now a lot. Maybe. Don't know. Haven't really looked at numbers, per se. But you you do see uh, there seems to be an increase in church, but a decrease in faith. An increase in getting together and having a religious experience, and a decrease in really getting into the Word and the Holy Spirit and reaching out for each, you know, and, and doing some tangible outreach. Now, could I be wrong? Yeah. But it just seems that way sometimes. You know, uh, betraying one another, hating one another. Uh, Jesus said that they'll know they'll know you're Christians by your love. They'll know you're my disciples by how you love one another. How we help each other during these crises, during the crazy that's going on, that is a keystone. It's important. Are we lifting each other up? Are we praying for each other? Are we trying to help each other? And not just, hey, here's a pat on the back. I mean, doing it in the name of Jesus. I am really trying to minister to you in Jesus' name, trying to encourage you in your prayer life, trying to encourage you in your family life, trying to encourage you in your church life, trying to encourage you to live the life, but also doing tangible things. If you need clothes, food, a little help with bills, something, you know, giving to the poor. Are we doing that? Now, verse 11 in Matthew 24, many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Let me tell you, further away we get, the further away a preacher gets from uh, from the Word, I mean from the grassroots Bible itself, and they start into social gospel, and they start into, yeah, that's really a cool thing, but I think this is what it means, or, or, uh, and they start using some some weird mumbo jumbo on that on on the scripture. And by that I I mean, uh, yeah, but but if you if you take this uh, this piece of thing they found in the Egyptian desert, and if you take this and this and this and this and this, and you put it together with this, we really think it looks like that. Whoa, 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 back up. Okay, look, the Word is the Word. Now, that sounds kind of crazy, but I'm telling you, there's a ton of information that you can pull out of Lee Strobel, you can pull out of Josh McDowell, you can pull out of several other sources. That's just the tip of the iceberg. We need to stay in the Word. And quit trying to go off the reservation all the time. Now, let's see. Oh, you know, look at verse 12. Uh, you know, twenty-four, twelve, And because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. Well, lawlessness. What is that? 
Well, look, it's when basically you don't care what the law is. I'm a law unto myself. You know, well, that truth is good for you, but it's not good for me. So I'm going to, I choose to, to reject your reality and substitute my own. The in in some ways the word law for the Bible is is unfortunate because it's guidance, it's teaching, and it's given out of love. In other ways, law is very appropriate. Why is that? Because God expects us to live by it. That is the expectation. Now, can you fulfill the law? Jesus said you could if you love one another. The thing is, and I think I've mentioned this before, we love God by loving our neighbor. If you don't know what that means, then you look at the Ten Commandments. If you don't, if you can't deal with that, then you look at the 613 commandments in the Old Testament. God has made absolutely sure people have a record to follow of behavior, of what is expected. He's made absolutely positively sure of it. The question is, are we ignoring it? Because if we ignore it, that's lawlessness. Now, in verse 13, this is one that's, that's man, it's a curveball, okay? It says, but the one who en- endures to the end will be saved. What does that mean? Does that mean total salvation? Does that mean physical salvation? You know, at the end, you know, like you know, they're saved like somebody in a life raft, or is it? We don't know. We don't know. And I'm not going to speculate on what that is. The reason I'm saying that is because I imagine once we get to that point, we will understand what that is. That's the way a lot of prophecy works, is that you really don't know what that means until you're in it. And then you you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, oh yeah, I know what that means. But I don't think that one's just yet. I don't think that one's for I don't think that one's for now. I don't know. Now, here's this other one, then verse 14, and then I'm going to stop. And this, and this gospel, what gospel? The good news, because that's what the word gospel means, good news. The good news of the kingdom. What's the good news of the kingdom? That Jesus came, died, and rose again to save mankind from the sin that plagues and kills us. He said, this gospel will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Has that happened yet? A lot of evangelistic associations would tell you no. And and here's another situation. I don't know. Why? Because I'm not sure what Jesus means by to all the nations. Does he literally mean every physical person on the planet in every corner of the planet? Or does he mean most of the recognized nations? Don't know that. 
Well, we're still here, and the end is not completely here yet, as far as, as far as I know. Why do I know that? Because Jesus isn't present here in physical form, okay, where he comes back in his resurrected body and takes over. And why do I know that? Because I should be there with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you say, well, that's kind of... Well, that sounds kind of conceited. Well, no. There should be a whole bunch of people there with him. Tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of people there with him. And he's not there. And, and he's... He hadn't taken over the planet yet. Not in its entirety. So, the end ain't come just yet. So, this continues, and if you want to continue from, from here, you can keep going, but it gets even more... gets a little even, even more mystical, alright? In, in some ways. Part of the thing about prophecy, especially Hebrew prophecy, Hebraic Jew, Jewish prophecy, is that a lot of times, and I've mentioned this before, it has dual meaning. And it, in fact, it has many meanings sometimes. But the, but it can ha- have a meaning for that time and a, also a future time, and both are correct. Why? Because this is Jewish, and Jewish doesn't have to be one-dimensional. Greek thinking is either yes or no, on, off. Yes, you know, that tends to be how we like to categorize jazz. That's why it's really good for science. That's why it's really good for programming. But here's the issue. That's not Jewish thought. Jewish thought can have two things at the same time, and and they are both correct. So here's the thing. In this... This prophecy can be good for then, and yes, by the way, it was, because in 60 AD, uh, gee, I think that was, might have been Pompey, came by and just obliterated Jerusalem. And uh, everything Jesus prophesied occurred, temple was destroyed, and... uh, a lot of the prophecies from starting at uh, twenty Matthew twenty four fifteen and on happened at that point. Now, does that mean that's it and they're done? Don't know. That can be in the future as well. Okay. But here's the thing. Stick with what Jesus has to say because he also says, I don't know what time I'm coming back. He also says that if in in verse twenty three he says if anyone says to you look here's the Christ or there he is don't believe it. In verse twenty four he says for false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so to lead astray if possible even the elect who are the elect the elect are his disciples his followers the people that belong to Jesus. No. So, here's the wisdom I pull from this. Number one, 
There are going to be wars and rumors of wars. That is just a start. How long is it going to last? Don't know. But if if you if you're tempted, here's my encouragement to you. If you're tempted to get crazy on the YouTube and look at all the prophecies and all stuff all these guys are pulling in, please start here first. Okay? That's just, you know, that's just a thought from me to you. Start in Matthew 24 first. Then, if you want to entertain yourself with these guys digging into Daniel and and Ezekiel and Isaiah and Revelations and going all kinds of crazy with the newspaper, and you want to stress yourself out, and your blood pressure can take it without having a stroke then more power to you. God love you. If not, listen to Jesus. Take the encouragement. Wait. And the main thing that Jesus says is, when he returns, will he find faith on the earth? He wants to know, are you doing what he asked you to do? When he left. Because when he comes back, when the master returns, he wants to see his servants doing what he asked them to do when he left. Ask yourself that question. Are you? The answer is yes, then God love you. God, keep keep on keeping on. Okay? Keep on keeping on. Now, a lot of crazies going on, but I want to remind you, World War One, whole bunch of crazy going on all over the place. World War Two, whole bunch of crazy going on <laughs> all over the place. So. She's saying, well, what do you mean? What do you mean, L.A.? Are you talking about, you know, does that mean there's going to be a World War Three, Four, Five, and Six? I don't know. Could be. But here's, here's the main thing. Hold on. Hold on to the Word. Let the Spirit guide you. And you can, you can lower your blood pressure, hopefully, with standing on the assurances that Jesus had and that He gives us. Okay? So with that thought in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.